And good afternoon, everybody. Joe Concha, not Mad Dog Russo, in for the great Sean Hannity, taking a well-deserved day off. The guy almost never takes off. I've never seen anything like it, but good for him. Fourth of July, there may or may not be a hangover uh, that is happening right now. Uh, not with him, with me. I, I almost never drink these days, Linda. It's amazing, you know, but the, they had Peroni next door. And how am I going to pass that up on a, on a nice 4th of July night when half my neighbors apparently also own a cadre of, you know, basically more ammunition than the Ukrainian army at this point going all over the skies of Wyckoff, New Jersey. So uh, yeah, I'm dragging a little bit today. Hence why I asked for some coffee. How are you doing? I'm good. I don't have those Ukrainian neighbors that you have, clearly. Yes. <laughs> we did have some. We had some fireworks that were going off. I had a neighbor two houses down that let off like a sprinkle, and that was it, and we oh, yeah. were done, which I, I think our neighborhood is a very dog-friendly neighborhood. Oh. And I think everybody was a little bit more sensitive to that, not to spoil the fun, but they do freak out. So My Westie completely freaked out, shaking, right? So They're we terrified. put him down in the basement. I got these soundboards from when I do radio from home, which basically drown out noise. Oh, smart. And then we put on the Westminster dog show that we happen to have in the DVR <laughs> and, and cranked it. And that worked. He could really, not you hear You your audience, huh? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can see him in the crate, like, you know, his head's going back and forth and he can't hear the fireworks anymore. I mean, we had it like at a, up at 100. I mean, a deaf man, uh, you know, couldn't hear it at that point. But yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good stuff. Anyway. Uh, so something was found in the White House, apparently. I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, not not classified documents or anything. We have a theme song for, I'm sure, for, for this somewhere. And then we'll be able to fill in the blank as far as what was found at the White House on Sunday by the Secret Service, I wonder. I think it's Eric Clapton. Yes. Ah. The, the name of the song is on the tip of my tongue. Cocaine. There's your answer, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, is anybody surprised? And not just any cocaine. Cocaine in a sandwich baggie, like old school dime bag, ghetto on the corner cocaine. Is that a bad thing? Is that, you're not supposed to handle I, that? Sorry. Uh, you're, uh, how dare I How do you so know what's, what's... That's how they talked about it today. Really? I, mean, I You know, I word on the street. I'm just repeating. Okay. You know? I All don't right. have firsthand knowledge of what this experience would be like. I was about to say, you sounded like an expert there for a moment. I wasn't I'm a little sure. bit anti-drug. I get a little hyped up, you know? I am very anti-drug. <laughs> Minus Peroni. Seriously, Peroni's fine. That's not a drug. It's perfectly legal. Nah, I, I remember I, I used to have these, uh, they're called, uh, these migraine headaches. They were called the suicide headache, though, right? There was like a special kind of migraine that literally would drive you to suicide. So then they gave me like these painkillers for it. And I, I would rather live with a headache than the withdrawal from the painkiller type of thing. You know, yeah, so. that stuff is no joke. I'm very sorry. That, that's Cluster called. migraines. That's what I'm thinking of. My it, dad had those cluster headaches. Really? It's like one in every 100,000 people has them. Are you so serious? My father has been written up in newspapers about them. Yeah, I thought the odds were a they lot are. higher. And they're triggered by the weirdest things like Wine. someone cuts their grass. Oh, right. A blade of grass will trigger it off and you'll have it for days. Yeah, it, makes, it makes a migraine look like a walk in the park. You, you go to the hospital and you get oxygen, and apparently that was what solved it for me. Fortunately, there was one one block for me in Hoboken, New Jersey, so uh, I, I visited there dude. quite often. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. But back to this cocaine thing in the White House. Apparently, you know, if you bring up the fact that maybe this belonged to Hunter Biden, if you watch the cable news reaction and social media, it's like, you can't say that. He's a recovering addict. How do you know it was him? Well, I don't know. I'm not in law enforcement in any way, shape, or form, right? But I played Clue enough. And I, I know my first suspect is going to be the former addict. 
I mean, come on. It's so crazy, dude. Like, I, I really, Sean and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, and we're like, common sense is completely gone. Like, there's no more, you can no longer say what is the most obvious thing. You can't, you're not, right? You're not allowed. You can't say, oh, so the guy who has videos upon videos and pictures upon pictures with, pardon me if you're in the car with your kids, but hookers and drugs and all the things, suddenly if we found hookers and drugs in a nearby location to Hunter Biden, he would not be our first suspect? Like, I don't I don't get it. Precisely. It's just, I don't know. And here's the thing, all right? And we're going to talk to Paul Morrow uh, later in the show. Uh, he's this rare combination of former detective and also a former lawyer. So he could give you every angle on this. And I was on Fox before with Bill Hemmer, and I, I talked to him in the green room, and he made a great point that... Look, if this was found in a public area, it's the White House. You'll never guess what they have everywhere. Cameras. So we should know in a big hurry who this belonged to, and that should be the end of it. But, of course, I just watched cringe Jean-Pierre during the uh, press briefing, and, of course, he just referred to, well, you know, I have to defer to the Secret Service, defer to the Secret Service, so I guess we're not going to get any answers from them anytime soon. But I want video. I want to see it. Who dropped that on the floor? I have no doubt that that video is lying in a wastebasket right next to the video that we can't find of Epstein the night he was murdered. Oh, wait, I'm seeing a report. Oh, wait, he had suicide. Oh, uh, yeah, suicide, right, of course. Yeah, suicide murder. It's weird. <laughs> the cameras just happened to go out that exact the moment. same in, in all surrounding areas. I'm like, okay. Are you amazed that no one, I mean, there was talk about it like afterwards, but everybody just kind of let it go. You know what the problem is? We, were, Ethan and I were talking about this, and I'm sure you were talking about this too, The Sound of Freedom, the movie that came out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And everybody was talking about this movie because it's privately funded. It's all about saving children and child trafficking. And it is now the number one movie in the country, making over $10 million this weekend. Wow. They gave away tickets just to get people because the United States is the second largest com- country to be a consumer of sexually exploited children in the world. So the United it, States of America. Wow. When's AOC running to the border to, to go in all white, by the way? Right after she gets rid of your gas stove, she's going to get right on that child trafficking. She's she, in a big hurry. She is such an idiot. I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't use nice that word very her. often. But uh, this week, I, I couldn't believe it. And uh, I wrote about it for TheMessenger.com, by the way. TheMessenger.com. Please do visit uh, my column that's on there because we talk about the Constitution, which Sean talks about a lot on this show. And there's not a lot that you really have to know as far as how laws get passed, right? Or how money is spent, your taxpayer dollars. And I explained this to my nine-year-old uh, on the way to camp, actually, today. Because uh, she said, oh, Daddy, what would you write about? Which is nice that she had an interest in that. And I said, well, it's kind of complicated. She goes, I'm smart. I'll, I'll, you, you can explain it to me. I said, all right. Well, the president's not a king. And in this particular country, you can't just decree that... Billions upon billions, we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars in student loan debts can be eliminated by a stroke of a pen by one person. It's got to be done through Congress. They decide how money is spent. And if they can pass it by having a majority in that particular section of government, then it goes to the Senate. They basically then craft it a little bit more. And if it can pass there, then it goes to the president and the president signs it into law. So this way, everybody has a seat at the table. And everybody being voters, because voters vote in congressmen and Senate. And therefore, we don't have Saddam Hussein running this country saying, "Okay, I hereby declare that $500 billion in student loans is eliminated. And that's the end of it, because that's not a functioning democracy anymore. And she totally got it, right? Three layers. That's it. So 
Joe Biden, knowing, knowing, even at his age, don't give me the age thing, all right, or whoever's controlling him, last year before a major election, says that I am going to forgive all these student loans, right? And oh, by the way, 50% of the loans go to people with graduate degrees and with advanced degrees. Guess who those folks are? Doctors and lawyers. Guess what they can do? They can pay back the freaking loan because they can afford it, all right? So why are we helping the elites out when we don't help out the waitress who has two kids and has to work at three different restaurants to afford it. Where, where's her bailout? And maybe she didn't go to college because you know why? 35% of people in this country have a bachelor's degree, meaning 65% don't. Something like 12% have an advanced degree. So again, why are we helping these people? Oh, for votes, of course. So, of course, the 2022 midterms, there's no red tsunami, which this guy may or may not have predicted on Fox News, would happen. And instead, we barely take back the Congress, we being Republicans, and they, Democrats, end up keeping the Senate. They actually gain a seat in the Senate, and uh, overall, it's seen as somewhat of a victory for for Joe Biden. So it kind of worked, maybe, because a lot of young people came out and voted in the midterms. Because if you told me, hey, you owe $40,000, but eh, it's going to go away, vote for me. If I'm 22 years old, I might take you up on that offer. Right. So then finally it gets to the Supreme Court and they rule exactly as they should have, which it's it's unconstitutional for a president to do this. You must go through college, uh, Congress, the end. So then I got to see AOC on CNN the next day talking about how the Supreme Court was acting authoritarian and that the Supreme Court was bypassing Congress. No, not the Supreme Court, ma'am. It was the president that was bypassing you. And she was saying, no, we should still be able to forgive student loans without Congress. So basically she's saying, you know what? My job should be irrelevant. Dismiss me. Don't worry about me. You just do what you got to do because morally it's the right thing to do. Oh, my God. And it wasn't just her. Ro Khanna. Ro Khanna. He's supposed to be somewhat the reasonable one because he's kind of from a reddish district in California, or at least a moderate one. And when I've seen him on Fox, at least I'm like, well, he's kind of like a Harold Ford Jr. Like he's, I, I think I see some reason there, one of the few Democrats I see that with. And even he's saying the same thing. Then obviously Biden's advocating it as well. So look, all these rulings just make sense from a constitutional perspective. And boy, what a one, two, three haymaker that, that we saw last week. I mean, Linda, I don't remember ever a Supreme Court handing down such monumental decisions in the span of one week, the way it hit the liberal establishment, affirmative action. Then we had the cake maker doesn't have to make cakes for those uh, who may be LGBTQI+. Have they added any letters or, or, or symbols uh, since uh, we I'll last spoke? I'll tell you what, brother, I cannot keep up. They can add all the letters they want. I'm never paying attention. All right. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, based on religious grounds, he doesn't have to make that cake if he doesn't want to because it's his business. And it's the First Amendment right of him to be able to say, I won't do it because my religion says I shouldn't. And then obviously what we just talked about with student loans, one, two, three. And then you have the Dobbs decision last year, obviously monumental as well, which again, that makes sense to me. It should go back to individual states. If it goes back to states, then voters have a say in it because they choose the Congress people and the Senate that will ultimately decide in their state whether abortion should be illegal or not legal. Makes sense to me. It shouldn't be done at the federal level where seven people, nine people in robes say, no, this is how it should go. Now, meanwhile, imagine... I remember Barack Obama once said that elections have consequences, right? And boy, what a what a stinging rebuke of Republicans. Yeah, you know what? He's right. And sure enough, they do have consequences because picture 2016 going the way everybody thought it would, which is Donald Trump does not win and Hillary Clinton does win. Now, fast forward to the Supreme Court. Then Hillary gets to appoint three justices. You have a three to six 
conservative to liberal court. And all the decisions that you just heard about last week don't, do not happen. They go the exact opposite direction. So that's why Donald Trump's victory. I think if you're Trump right now, you make this the first and last part of every speech that you do. And I know he'll never say this, but it would be nice if he just said something along the lines of, look, I'm not trying to win a popularity contest. You don't have to like me personally. But, but at the same time, if you like these decisions, thank you. I'll explain what just happened. Lindsay was saying I got to get closer to Mike, and I did. And now it's going to very be, subtly. You did, yeah. It's like pointing wildly. Get back over there. <laughs> and there may have been like an f bomb thrown in there too. Like you've done this before, Joe, right? The Not big black thing day, in front Papa. of you. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's intern day here in the Sean Hannity show. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I've lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Wait, but can we play? We I want to play this piece of audio that we have of Pelosi supporting your education claim. Thank you. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress. And it's so delicious. But the difference hey. between the president doing president can't do it. So that's not even a discussion that not everybody realizes that. But the president can only postpone delay, but not forgive. <laughs> precisely miss former house speaker and the funny thing is the majority opinion included that exact quote in it so how are you going to argue against that and joe biden also said it was march of 2021 that he didn't think he had the authority either so what are we talking about here right but back to trump all he has to say is something like all right you don't even have to like me personally if, if you're on the fence about me whatever but if you like these decisions and you want more supreme court justices that are conservative vote for me Right. And that's what he did in 2016. Remember, he put out the list. He's like, here's who I would nominate if you support me. And then suddenly some you want to call them conservatives. I don't know what you want to call them. But people that were iffy about Trump were something like, you know, he makes a good point that the alternative is much worse. And I'll leave you with this. okay? because I think we have to go to break pretty soon. New York Times does a focus group. With 10 Biden voters and they ask these voters, do you think Biden's a strong leader? They all answer no. Do you think he should run again in 2024? They all answer no. Are you comfortable with him being in the Oval Office until he's 86? All of them answer emphatically no. Who are you voting for in 2024? Joe Biden. Wait a minute. You just said you don't want him to run. You don't think he's strong. Then they ask why. Because the alternative is worse. Right? So that's where we're at at this point. We don't vote for people anymore. We vote against them. At least if you're a Democrat. Right? Joe Concha in for Sean Hannity. Tommy Lahren coming up pretty soon. We got great guests here. Uh, Governor Mike Huckabee. The aforementioned Paul Morrow. Retired NYPD inspector. Going to talk cocaine. Back with more in just a moment. 